Live from Chicago's Progressive Talk Studios on Milwaukee Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. In our third and final hour of the program, Mr. Bike's making the three-peat, David Glowatz, Mr. Bike, and now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Yes, Mr. Bike is in the studio, Dave, Dave Glowatz, and you can find him at mrbike.com. Dave, as you know, bicycling in Chicago is linked with a certain political behavior, <laughs> a certain exuberance. We've discussed this many times. I'm sure we'll, we'll be discussing this where we're in the senior citizen home. in uh, Right after the show. <laughs> right after the <laughs> show, man. And bike riders are always so grateful when the city does anything for them. They're just so happy. So when Mayor Daley, as I always like to point out, started building bike lanes, not he literally, but he ordered the city to do so. Bike riders were just so happy. They went out and voted for Mayor Daley time after time after again. And now they, Rahm's caught on. He's like, oh man, I just put a divvy out here every now and then. I own them for life. So that leads me to this. Bicyclers and Amazon. To me, there's a correlation, a connection in my mind. The city wants to bring Amazon to Chicago. They're competing with dozens of other cities, municipalities, towns, states, etc., for the right to get Amazon to come. What's your thoughts on Amazon coming to Chicago? I want to do a little history lesson first. If we go back to the 90s, the early 90s, that's when the federal government first made federal transportation funds available to municipalities, to states, to locales, to tap federal funds for things like bicycling facilities. Mm-hmm. And the justification for this was to alleviate traffic congestion, which affects quality of life, to alleviate air pollution, and to make cities more livable. So that's what really kick-started, many believe, bicycling facilities in places like Chicago and cities all over the nation. What years was this, did you say? Well, the seminal year was 1991. Mm-hmm. Every five or seven years when Congress authorizes the big transportation bill, which they haven't done as regularly since then because of... So that was George, George, George Bush's presidency. Oh, you're was. right. So 92 was Clinton's first year in office. That is correct. That's what I was surprised by, that George Bush would be the instigator. I don't, can't imagine. Imagine a Republican these days uh, promoting bicycling. Well, at that time, things weren't, as you might recall, as partisan. So this was just part of the regular transportation funding that was going on at the federal level. So anyway, to make a long story short, that's when all these bicycling facilities started to come up because all this money was available. We fast forward to the late 90s, early O's into Chicago with the Daly administration. That looks to, I'm guessing, somebody like Daly, not only a way to do what it was originally intended, to do, which is to make a city more livable, alleviate traffic congestion, improve air quality, but to rack up points with a certain constituency, mm-hmm. you know, namely these sort of granola, <laughs> perhaps North Shore. And I'm being I'm grossly simplifying, uh, simplifying, generalizing. Yeah, but there's a certain demographic mm-hmm. that in a place like Chicago historically has bicycled. It's a twofer, right? You know, you get a more livable city and you appeal to that constituency. So uh, that was a successful move by Daly. Probably would have had those voters anyway, by virtue of the fact of who they were demographically, but further gave them reason. Now that brings me to Amazon. So many of my tech-oriented friends are just so thrilled with the notion that Amazon would come to Chicago. Last week I wrote a column for the Rear. It was very critical of the city uh, spending untold millions of 
of dollars to get Amazon here. We don't even know how much we're going to offer them. I'm sure the offer has been made already one way or the other. And yet so many Chicagoans are enthusiastic about it. And they're very upset with my article and very upset with me because I don't share the enthusiasm. Am I wrong or right to draw a correlation between bicycling enthusiasts and people who are excited about Amazon coming to Chicago. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Amazon requests for proposals asks for a certain number of things that cities should provide. Mm-hmm. And among those are amenities for its employees. And it wants transportation options for its employees. Those employees, a lot of them will want to bicycle to work and want to bicycle when they're away from work. I think there's your correlation. Employees of many of the companies in the tech sector that are now moving into Chicago, even companies not in the tech sector, like the McDonald's headquarters that's coming, those employers want to attract the kind of people who want to bicycle to work or bicycle when they're outside of work. I think that's a pretty clear thing. So the next question is, with all those people coming to Chicago, Do we want to improve bicycling facilities in the places they might want to go? For example, Goose Island or what's known as the Finkel Steel site, Mm. which is being slated by or being proposed by some people as the perfect fit for Amazon, what's called HQ2. There's a premier bicycle trail just to the west, the Bloomingdale Trail, which some call the 606. Mm. Part of a vision that's being promulgated by the developer of that site, Sterling Bay, Mm -hmm. is to extend that Bloomingdale Trail underneath the Kennedy Expressway across the Chicago River and all the way to the lakefront. And that would go right through or right past that development. So you're drawing a correlation, whether you realize it or not, between gentrification and bike riding. Well, you know, it's a chicken egg thing. The question that always comes up in these conversations is, Do bicycling programs foster gentrification? Consider this, where the city chooses to implement bicycling facilities is often where the demand is. Like I noticed on the way here, Milwaukee Avenue, where the studio is located, already had bike lanes on it. Mm -hmm. But it looks like they're just finishing up putting in what's called traffic calming, where they're putting in these projections at each corner so motorists who are in the parking lane can't pass all the way through the intersection. There's what's called a bulb out. Mm -hmm. So how does the city decide where to put stuff like that? One of the ways I know from having worked in the bike program is they do bike counts. In other words, the facility is driven by the demand. But on the other hand, we have all these disenfranchised parts of the city where people don't bicycle. And why don't they bicycle? They can't afford bikes. There aren't retailers in the area that can sell or repair bikes. There's crime that people are concerned about in terms of their bikes being stolen or being assaulted while they ride their bikes. So does that mean the city should not provide bicycling facilities in those neighborhoods? Again, chicken egg. You know, if you build it, will they come? So that's the kind of flip sides of that issue. Dave Glowatz, also known as Mr. Bike, is a certified bicycle instructor and the author of the best-selling paperback, Urban Bikers Tricks and Tips. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for coming by. He brings his own bell. See you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you.